0: Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have a little bit of lighter entertainment, a taste of the home front. The December 9th, 1943 episode of the Abbott and Costello program as it aired over NBC. But Abbott and Lou Costello were the most popular and highest paid comedy team of the World War II era starring in numerous successful films, as well as their hit radio show that you're about to hear. They also were big earners for the war effort. The duo raised an estimated $85 million in war bonds during two national tours. Quick note for anyone who may have an issue with this, but the Abbott and program was sponsored by Camel Cigarettes, and those cigarette ads are included in this episode. The World War II radio podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com podcast podcasts, where you can find links to past episodes and other information. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com WW2 Radio. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast.
1: The Abbott and Costello program, brought to you by Camels, the cigarette that's first in the service. Camels stay fresh because they're packed to go around the world. Listen to the music of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the songs of Connie Haynes, Cliff Nazaro, tonight's special guest, Arthur Treacher, and starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello.
2: Stella, uh, what are you doing in the bathtub? Ah, uh, what do you think I'm doing? I'm taking a bath. What are you doing with your underwear on? The water's cold. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: Will you get out of that tub and put your bathrobe on? I've got the bathrobe on now. You're wearing your bathrobe in the tub? Sure, I don't want to get my suit wet. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. What are you doing in the bathtub on Thursday night? Yeah, but I forgot to tell you, but Lynn Barry, the beautiful movie star, is coming here for dinner, and I'm going to have a big swanky party. Oh, are you expecting people... Certainly, I'm expecting people. What do you think I'm going to do? Have a flock of cows? Not flock, herd. Herd what? Herd of cows. Of course, I heard of cows. I'm no dummy. I mean, a cow herd. Well, I can't have a cow herd. I just say nothing to be ashamed of. All right. All right. Let's say no more about cows, please. I'm not in the mood. What mood? A cow mood. Who cares if a cow moves? Maybe you wants its little kittens. All right, look, look, forget about the cows. You don't know anything about cows in the first place. Who don't? Wait a minute, do you know what a cow gives? No. A cow gives milk. No, she don't. you got to take it away from her. I, all right, we understand. <laughs> That's the first thing you've said right. You take the milk from the cow's udder. I beg your pardon? The cow's udder. <laughs> the cow's udder what? Costello, you take the milk from under the cow You mean the crankcase Oh, that's the, that, that's the thing that's fastened to the cow's skin no, 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 not skin Hide Why should I hide? I didn't do nothing No, 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 no Hide on the cow How am I going to hide on a cow? Listen. A cow on listen, top of listen, a cow Just a that's minute, me. please, listen to me Hide, hide A cow's outside Bring her in Let her listen to the program Oh, what? The... Wait a minute Quiet. Here comes Ken and Mrs. Nile. Oh, hello, Mr. Abbott. And
4: you too, Costello. Are you surprised to see me?
2: No, ma'am. I was expecting a cow. <laughs> what? I,
3: don't,
4: I mean another kind of a cow. What? Another kind of a cow. Oh, Costello, I'm not a cow. I'm not going to talk to you anymore.
2: Whoa! <laughs> Will you stop that, Costello? That's no way to insult Mrs. Nile. you know a better way?
1: <laughs> now, just a second, Costello. I'm getting red in the face. Where are you getting the blood?
2: (laughs) Oh, are you calling
4: my Kenneth anemic? Why, just look how trim he is in that blue suit. Why, he looks like Gainsborough's blue boy. He
2: looks more like Ginsburg's bellboy.
3: A pretty shade of
2: blue, ain't it?
4: You're a fine one to talk, fatso. Me fat? I just dropped 20 pounds. You didn't drop it poor enough.
2: Oh, now, let's stop fighting, please. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Niles, Costello invited Lynn Barry to the house, and he needs some help with dinner. Oh,
4: well, I might be able to help. I've been cooking for 12 years. You, you ought to be well done by
2: now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the kisser on that Quiet. kid. <laughs> you see, you see, Mrs. Niles, what Costello really needs is a butler. Do you know where we, we can get one, please? Well,
4: uh, my uncle runs an employment agency. Well, that's fine. Here's the address. Just go over there and ask for my uncle.
2: Oh, that's very nice you, Mrs. Niles. What's his name? You go. Ask for him. Yes, ma'am. I go, but who do I ask for? <laughs> she told you you go.
4: I know I go, but I've got to ask for somebody. Well, I told you to see my uncle. Uncle what? You go. Now, don't say that again. Don't tell me I go.
2: Stop saying I go when Mrs. Niles says you go.
4: All right. You go, and I won't have to go. <laughs> Costello, you don't understand. My uncle's first name
2: is Hugo. Oh, why didn't you say that in the first place? What's his last name? Guess it. Why should I? What? Why should you what? Guess his name. She didn't tell you to guess his name. Mrs. Niles, didn't you tell me his name was Hugo? Yes. What's his last name? I said guess it. That's what I thought you said. Is it Murphy? No. Is it Jones or Smith? No, no, Costello, guess it.
4: Costello, and I told you for the last time. You go guess it. And you go You go it. jump the Elena. <laughs> Close the north. I'll do nothing of the kind. Come, Kenneth.
2: Well, Costello, they're mad again. <laughs> now you've burned your bridges behind you. That's okay. I won't show it with my coat on. Oh, come on, nonsense. <laughs> you've got to have a butler for the party. Now, uh, here's Mrs. Niles' uncle's card. Uh, call him up. Boy, this sure is for a, a funny phone number. <laughs> what does it say? Established, 1903. That, is, that isn't a phone number. It's right that, here on the car. No, nothing of the kind. That's the year he started the employment agency. He founded it in 1903. Oh, he founded it, the business? Who lost it? Nobody lost it. But how could he founded it if he didn't lost it at it? Costello, I said he founded it. Can I help it if you don't speak good English? Yeah, Costello, please, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mr. and Mrs. Niles were kind enough to tell you where you could hire a butler. I was uh, kind enough to explain how to contact the man... But did you appreciate it? No. All you do is stand there and give me silly answers.
3: Oh, I'm a bad boy.
2: And you you certainly are. Don't tell my scoutmaster on me. Well, I, I should. Oh, if you do, he'll take away my scout pins. Gee, Abbott, anything but that. I have one pin for courtesy. I got one pin for bravery and one for safety. Wait a minute. I can see the pin for courtesy and the pin for bravery. Where's the pin for safety? It's holding my pants up. Oh,
1: High over an island marked for invasion flies a lightning fighter plane with cameras in its nose instead of cannon and machine guns. Its only protection, the skill of its pilot. They've got what it takes, those unarmed reconnaissance pilots, And so has their cigarette, camels, first with men in all the services according to actual sales records. To our island bases go camel cigarettes by the ton. And we know they'll be fresh, cool-smoking, and slow-burning because camels are packed to go around the world. More camel cigarettes overseas may mean less in your store. But remember, when you get camels, you always get more flavor, the result of expert blending of costlier tobaccos. Camel's tobacco standard is the same for soldier, for civilian, anywhere in the world. That's Camel cigarettes, they stay fresh because they're packed to go around the world. <laughs> Freddy Rich and his orchestra play a Cole Porter favorite, I get a kick out of you.
2: Come on, Costello. Uh-huh. The Hugo Guest Employment Agency is right down this hall. Now, let me handle this, and I'll get you a butler. Now, look at it. I'm just expecting Lynn Barry. Why do I need a butler? <laughs> but a butler in your house will make you more stable. Stable? Certainly. Just picture a butler in his livery. What, I got a house or a livery stable? Did I? You don't understand. He'll make you distinctive. He'll give your house a certain air. What am I hiring, a butler or a skunk? Oh, come on. Shut up. Now, come on in the Employment Agency, and let me do the talking, please.
1: Oh, please. You've got to get me a maid. My maid quit today after 15 years. I've lost my maid. I've lost my maid. <laughs> hey, mister,
2: mister, why did your maid leave? She caught me kissing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Costello, look, please. Never mind him. Let's talk to the clerk at the desk. How do you do, gentlemen? What can I do for you? Well, I'd like to hire a butler. You'd like to hire a butler? <laughs> You mad, impetuous boy. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother, don't knock yourself out. I just want to hire a butler. You just want to hire a butler. butler. (laughs) (laughs) What am I laughing at? Oh, you fool. Why don't you ask me for a date with my wife? Okay, but one thing at a time. Now, I'll have to ask you a few questions for my file. First of all, do you work in a defense plant? No, I don't. Then how can you afford a butler? <laughs> do you own any steel mills? No. Polo ponies? No. Steamship companies? No. I'm in a rut, ain't I? <laughs> now, listen, Clark, we're in a great hurry. Haven't you got a butler we can hire? Well, there is one, Judson. But right now, he's over there. Mr. Morganville, the millionaire, is talking to him. Now, listen, Judson. I'll give you five nights a week off and $1,000 a week. All right, make it seven nights a week off. I'll give you my car... I'll do your laundry. All right, you're hired. Now, please stop twisting
3: my arm!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's looking. Lucky fellow, he's got a butler, just by a twist of a wrist. Uh, Clark, this isn't helping us. We've got to have a butler. Lynn Barry, the movie star, is coming to dinner tonight. Lynn Barry coming to dinner? Oh, so you'll be putting on the dog. No, we're having roast beef. (laughs) What kind of talk is that? Come with me and see our manager, Mr. Nazaro. Uh, right this way. Mr. Nazaro? Yes, this is Mr. Abbott and Mr. Costello. Costello would like to hire a butler. You want to hire a butler? Good heavens, man, don't you realize that butlers can't a salary to meet and a can a self remark to bring a self-reliance of work me?
3: <laughs>
2: it isn't that I want a make the same, but the force of salary could pay this force for the salary. <laughs> and maybe he'll be reclassified. <laughs> you don't understand. Look Brown, <clears throat> Didn't you tell Mr. Costello that the Castle Races form of the Bice hasn't got any forks? And didn't you tell him that the Rices Salafresa with, with the homosolviner <laughs> man? Didn't you tell him that? Yes, I did. You didn't say that, brother!
3: <laughs> now,
2: don't interrupt the man. That's right. I'm trying to show you that that's the world of Races made. Now, not that the Castle or will <laughs> Fall is you get the picture I'm painting? <laughs> yeah, but you smeared it up in the middle. <laughs> Costello, he's trying to tell you that today most people are doing their own work. Even Cary Grant washes at his house. Yes, Costello, do you wash? Certainly I wash. What do you think I am, a slob? <laughs> no, no, all the picture stars are washing. I passed Ann Sheridan's house yesterday, and I saw her washing her calabashes. For Ross's salt of filipino And even her little Jimmy Bellyfingers over in California. Don't you wash your dwang and filipino until you
3: do? I do,
2: but the buttons break off. Never mind your buttons. Never mind my buttons. What do you want me to do, be a pin-up boy? <laughs> Mr. Costello, let me ask you a question. a question. When you had your last butler, did you pay him babba did it? No, I only paid him Baba did well, Why didn't you pay him babba did it? Because he didn't, did it?
3: <laughs>
2: Look, Costello, now, let's not get nasty. I'm trying to tell you there's a shortage of men. Butlers today aren't just a cat for fossil with a sailor in rails. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. Why, even
2: my butler cast of the trade I tried, I said, two governors Did you ever sell a force of meat? Bring my conjure, bring my satelra Bring my corset, And even if it as a male face You see what I mean? Frankly, I'm a little confused <laughs> Why don't you pay attention to the man there? That's what's confusing me <laughs> Well, I could put it another way You could? But would you? <laughs> Now, just a minute. You can't come in here and tell me how to cater the salary of box, or even horse and win when you know that I'm the only one who tries to say it, What do you think I am, a castrant? It's men like you that cat the South have have everybody cross with him in a salary base and the hitting hit and gin did so, Ah, eh, fuddle-dee-duddle. Fuddle-dee-duddle? That doesn't make sense. That don't make sense! Of course it doesn't. It certainly does not. Of all the ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life, it's fuddledy-duddled. duddle. All right, brother, what would you have said? I have said, Miss Fosket. Keller, moment. That's the word I've been trying to think of. Get out of here.
1: sings the new rhythmic kit, If That's The Way You Want It Baby.
5: If that's the way you want it, baby, baby, that's the way it will be. I'll wait for you forever. man with the collar turned around. I'd like to do it right away, but you'd rather wait. So I say, is that the way you
1: Camel cigarette, says the fellow on the radio, and you say, I have. You liked it, didn't you? And yet, maybe you're not a steady camel smoker. You see, one or two camel cigarettes aren't enough to appreciate what more flavor really means. Camels do have more flavor. Ask anyone. It's the result of our expert way of blending costlier tobaccos. This extra flavor is what helps camel cigarettes hold up, keep from going flat, no matter how many you smoke. Give your second pack of camels a thorough checkup in your T-Zone. That's taste and throat. You're proving ground for flavor. Yes, and for camel cigarettes, smooth, extra mildness, too. And remember, camels stay fresh, cool-smoking, and slow-burning because they're packed to go around the world.
3: C-A-M-E-L-S
1: Camels, they're first in the service. They've got what it takes. <laughs>
2: Well, Costello, come here. What are you going to do? Here it is, the night of your big party for Lynn Barry. And you haven't got a butler. Yes, but we did get a cook. I'll call up the kitchen and tell her what to do. Be careful what you say now. Hello, kitchen. This is Mr. Costello. I want to talk to my cook, Mrs. Blank. What? She did? At four o'clock in the morning? Wow! How much did it weigh? Nine pounds? At her age, too. How do you like that, Abbott? Mrs. Blank got up at 4 o'clock this morning and ate a 9-pound turkey. No, oh. I never heard of such stuff. Hey, Costello, that must be Lynn Barry. Lynn Barry? Don't get excited now. Take it easy. I like her because she's a big girl. I am Barry. Yeah, all, right. all right, now, don't get excited. Boy, a boy at last. I'll go to the door. 50 pounds of ice for Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith lives next door. Hey, do you mind if I leave it here her husband's home? All right. I guess her husband don't like ice. Right. Oh, look. Oh, that was a piperoo. Well, Costello, you'd better forget about Lynn Barry. I, I don't think she's coming. Oh, no? I'll bet that's her now. Well, a it up it's for me. Hello, Lynn. Oh, Lynn, my darling. My precious one. My loved one. My own little Snooky. I love you. Boy, oh, boy, have I got the wrong number. <laughs> I can't stand this waiting. I'm losing my mind. Oh, behave yourself. You're not losing your mind any more than I am. That's close enough. Hey, uh, yeah. here. Abbott, this must be Lindbari. Barry. I'll answer it. Darling, come into my arms. I say, aren't you a bit high-strung, old boy? Costello, look who it is. It's Arthur Treacher. Mr. Treacher, now that's my line. Uh, please, please. I just want to find out his professional business. That's right. How do you do, Mr. Find out if he is a lifesaver. Well, you know what uh, I mean. No, no, no. Thank you. How do you do, Mr. Treacher? I'm Bud Abbott, and this uh, this is Lou Costello. I'm glad you told me. I thought it was cabbage cooking. <laughs> now wait a minute, Treacher. The only reason I don't poke you in the nose is because I'm bigger than you. It so happens that I'm bigger than you. That's a better reason. No. Oh. <laughs> Look, Mr. Treacher, don't mind, Costello. He was expecting uh, Lynn Barry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's down in the dumps. Yes, that's where she told me I'd find him. Now, wait a minute, Treacher. Mr. Treacher to you, punk. Mr. (laughs) Punk to you, Treacher. (laughs) Now, stop that, Costello. I want to know what he's doing here. What are you doing here, Shorty? All your information, you poisonous person. I am Miss Barry's butler. Before she sets one dainty foot in this hovel... I wish to inspect the premises, the service, and the food here. Here? Yes, here. Oh, dear. Uh, Costello. Oh, my like
3: yeah. God.
2: Now, listen, Costello.
3: Our boy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Now, oh, that isn't a bit nice. Now, ca- Costello, Costa- yeah, that isn't a bit nice coming. What kind of talk? <laughs> please. You said you please can't come here. Costello. There's a reason. Yes, for... uh, sit down, yep. Shh. No, 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 no. Here, here. Don't talk like that. Over here. Yes, Lou, don't you understand? Over there. Well, don't you understand, Lou? Somebody better talk besides me. Now, wait a minute. Come here, Lou. Don't you understand? He's English. He's uh, he's English. Yeah. If he was any more English, he couldn't talk at all. Never Over here. No, no, here. Look, look here. Look here, treacher. Who are you to come in here and question Costello's official standing? After all, I sprang from nobility. And you didn't spring far enough. No
3: no, 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 no. No, you no. didn't spring no, no, far no, no. enough! I'll have you
2: know that my family is very prominent socially. My father has a country seat in Wembley and a city seat in Devonshire. Your father has two seats? Yes. Does Ripley know about it? Uh. Costello. Be careful how you talk Cap to it. Mr. don't you start talking uh, like that, Now, better. wait a minute, please. Make it more pronounced all right. Costello. All right, all right, Costello. That's better. Be careful how you talk to Mr. Treacher. He's a <laughs> polished gentleman. He sounds like he's shellac.
3: <laughs>
2: you don't understand. Now, look here. I'm from Eton. You're from hunger. You're impossible. <laughs> you're absolutely impossible. Hey, you're nuts. I am. Over here. No, 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 no. (laughs) Mr. Treats is an educated man. He's a linguist. Yes. You told me he was English before. Yes. A linguist. Linguist. What's Uh, the difference between linguist and English? Never mind. Wait a minute. I can't say either word anyway. Will you? Uh, Yes, perhaps I can make you understand it French. Parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. Bien. (laughs) Vous avez étudié dans une pension uh, oui, oui. Yeah. <laughs> Come here and it's habitable dans à Paris. Oui, oui. Hey, Abbott, I'll bet he runs out before I do.
3: Quiet, will you please? Oh, now,
2: look here. You might as well know it, old boy. I'll never permit Miss Barry to attend your dinner. Oh, yeah? There's Miss Barry now. Hello, Lynn, my darling. Oh, it's me, Mrs. Niles. Am I late? Yeah, by about 40 years. <laughs> what is this, witch's night out? Costello, please. Boy, are you sure get around. What, do you got a C-card for your broom? Oh, stop, Costello. Uh, Mr. Treacher, yes. I'd like to have you meet uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ken Niles. Which one is Mrs. Niles?
3: <laughs>
2: now, wait a minute, Treacher. I don't go for that. Not to lie. After all, which one is Mrs. Niles? These people are friends of mine. Ooh. All of them are friends of mine. Which one is Mr. and Mrs. Niles? How do you like that, Abbott? Good, good for you, Costello. You keep out of this, Kenneth.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kenneth, are you... <laughs>
4: Kenneth, are you going to stand for this? Costello is trying to make a man out of me and a woman out of you.
1: Maybe we'd be happier that way. <laughs> Will you
2: please stop those fights? I've heard enough, Costello. I could never allow Miss Barry to associate with an illiterate like you. Ah, gee, Treacher, don't keep Lynn Barry away from my house. You don't seem to really know me. I don't seem to really know you? (laughs) You confident little corporal. Do you realize you just split an infinitive? Why, does it show? No, you dummy. He's correcting your grammar. You made a mistake. Who made a mistake? Now, listen here, Mr. Treacher. When the adjective modifies the predicate adverb, then the pronoun of the subjunctive mood modifies the dangling participle, leaving the infinitive unsplit. Do you know what I mean, Treacher? Certainly. Then explain it to me. (laughs) Costello, you're not going to get Lynn Barry this way. You know that. Gee, Mr. Treacher, I gotta have Lynn Barry here. I'm in love with her. She's my whole life. She means everything to me. I gotta have her. I can't live without her. Does she really mean that much to you? Yeah, she's the only one that can string my (laughs) yo-yo. Very well, if she means that much to you. Let me see how you'd make love to her. Now, just imagine that Mrs. Niles here is Lynn Barry. What an imagination you got, brother. Do what the man says. Take Mrs. Niles in your arms and kiss her.
4: Oh, oh, Mr. Abbott, in my whole life, I've only been kissed by two parties.
2: Yes, ma'am the Democrats, and the Republicans. That's enough. I thank you, Mother.
3: Uh,
2: for this, um, Come here, my proud beauty. Oh, I'm not proud. You're no beauty either. Well, Castillo, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and kiss her. Not me. Treacher, if you know so much, you kiss her. I kiss her. Now oh, look here, that is, I mean, I really, I mean, I mean, honestly, you can't really... Oh, what have yet. you got to lose? There'll, there'll always be an England. <laughs> oh, come on, Mr. Over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quiet, quiet. Now, Mr. Treacher, you show Costello the proper approach to kiss Lynn Barry. Take Mrs. Niles in your arm. All right, I'll do it. I have her in me arm. Now, uh, you put your What face do I do now? You put your face next to hers. Yes. Yeah. Now, you're cheek to cheek. Yes. Yeah. From where I'm standing, it looks like a dead heat at Bay Meadows. Quiet. Now, now what do I do? Now, Treachery, you kiss her. And now what do I do? Give her back her teeth.
1: Abbott and Costello will be back in just a moment. Thanks to the Yanks of the week,
2: tonight we salute Marine Private John Perella of Springfield, Massachusetts, whose patrol was cut off behind Japanese lines on Bougainville Island. Knowing that an American barrage was scheduled to hit this very spot, Private Perella volunteered to swim a strange tropical river, past enemy positions, and in spite of heavy enemy fire, continued till he reached American positions, just in time to prevent his companions being killed by our own guns. In your honor, Private John Perrella, the makers of camels are sending to Marines in the Pacific 300,000 camel cigarettes.
1: Each of the four camel shows honors a Yank of the Week, sends 300,000 camel cigarettes overseas, a total of more than a million camels sent free each week. In this country, the traveling camel caravans have thanked over three and a half million Yanks with free shows and free camels. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States four times a week, a short wave to our men overseas and to South America. Listen tomorrow to Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore, Saturday to Bob Hawke and thanks to the Yanks, Monday to Blondie, and next Thursday to Abbott and Costello with their guest, Miss Lynn Barry.
2: Good night, folks. We're a little late. See you next week.
1: Good night, folks. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show with our guest Lynn Barry. And remember, camel cigarettes make the best Christmas gift of all. Whenever you buy them, wherever you send them, camels will be fresh because they're packed to go around the world. This is Ken Diles wishing you all a very pleasant good night from Hollywood.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. We hope these old-time radio programs entertain and help you learn more about what Americans experienced during the war 80 years ago. Be sure to visit brickpicklemedia.com podcasts for past episodes and more information.